Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options even if you're not a professional. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. I'm here with Tipa Snow and we have a new guest on the show who might become a more, shall I say, a permanent fixture, <laughs> a new voice for you. And um, his name is Greg Phelps. Welcome, Greg. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Valerie, and uh, good morning, Tipa. Um, real quick history. Uh, I was a broadcaster for about 30 years, and so I'm used to all the jokes about the perfect face for radio. And so I'm sort of back in my comfort zone. I'm talking and nobody can see me. And uh, I've been with uh, Positive Approach to Care and TIPA for, I think, about three years. I don't really keep a calendar handy, but it's been about three years. Uh, trainer, uh, online mentor, engagement and uh, a support person at a lot of the events so uh, that's my experience uh, I also had two family members who uh, my mother had full-blown Alzheimer's disease and uh, my mother-in-law went through the uh, dementia journey unfortunately both of them no longer with us but um, opened my eyes to the real need for uh, a different approach to uh, to dealing with persons living with dementia very nice, very nice. Welcome, Greg. Yeah, we thought... Another thing Greg didn't say, eh? Greg didn't mention, <laughs> eh? Uh, he didn't even say, eh? Oh, I'm so sorry, Greg. I, it's okay. I mean, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, eh? So what did right, you huh? say about yourself? <laughs> well, I'm Canadian, eh? <laughs> He's not only Canadian, he lives on the other side of the country. So for where folks are used to Valerie and, and Joanne being from Florida, even though they weren't necessarily originally from Florida, um, Greg's over on that far western coast uh, near Vancouver. And he actually used to live on Vancouver Island, but he's over near Victoria now. Or no, that's wrong. That's on the island. It's Vancouver that's on the mainland. Vancouver, yeah, yeah. I know I've been to both. It's a little, they both start with V. You find a, need to find a new name for them or something. <laughs> anyway, so Greg's up from Canada. So we, we have a bit of a snowbird, but he doesn't. Oh, they actually do go down to, down to California. I take that back. Yep. So, yeah. So, and Greg sort of got reeled in. I mean, we were sort of fishing. Um, he started off just volunteering. Um, working in a community and, and really hit it off with some of the men. And so when we talk about, I think Valerie has a plan for us to talk about something today on um, dealing with grief and loss. And I think, you know, I'll sort of kick it off with, you know, what's interesting is um, men have different losses when they move into communities than women do. Everybody loses something. But I think sometimes um, recognizing that different gender, that gender difference can be sort of helpful sometimes as we're thinking about what could men be missing and, and, and really feeling grieving? And how could, might that be similar or different than what females grieve as they age and develop dementia? Well, I can only speak for the male perspective, but uh, the thing that I noticed, Tipa, was that men are, in fact, pack animals. We like to sit together. We like to drink coffee. We like to talk about cars. We like to talk about women. We say the occasional S word or something else, mm -hmm. and we, we just like being guys. That's our comfort zone. Yeah. So what's one of the things that often gets missing in communities, I find, is a space for the guys to be guys. 
um, because it's run by women and it's run by business people and they forget that the water cooler serves a purpose. You know, there's a reason to hang out and for many of the folks who are in the older grouping, in fact, you know, it used to be a male dominated area. When they were at work, they were at work and they worked with a bunch of fellas. And the guys who were at work had secretaries or nurses or whatever they had, assistants. But the guys would often hang together. So what they may be missing is fellowship um, and a team and that idea of going and hanging out together versus always looking for somebody, um, which maybe some women might be more into a different kind of community. And again, from from the male perspective, it's uh, a sudden switch to being your day being controlled by females. Controlled. Yes, so you missed your independence. You missed your decision to go. And the other thing might be, um, Greg, I'm not so positive, but I would would suspect more men um, in the generation we're currently looking at, whether it's young or old, men tend to drive the motor vehicles when we go places. Yep. Uh, and women often have the job, if you're married, you get take, take, take care of the kids while the guy's driving on the trips wherever we're headed. Um, and so, you know, males often have that sense of loss regarding driving, um, mm-hmm. and the loss of the independence and also the authority position of driving. Loss of sense of purpose on occasion as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Valerie, we will let you get an edge work at word in edgewise here, but you know, just sort of brought up some things having a male here. Sort right. Of right. It really, it does give uh, like interesting and very important perspective, I think, and, and particularly when dealing with sadness and loss. And that is today's topic. It's uh, have you seen my mother dealing with sadness and loss? And yeah. Again, a personal observation from the time that I've spent on the various units is I noticed the have you seen my mother phenomenon, which uh, Tipa will talk about. I've, I saw that way more with women than with men. It was a, a fair constant with women, but the men tended just to either isolate themselves or to, to walk and, and disengage. Didn't hear it nearly as much from the men. So that speaks to the idea that it's not that men aren't missing something, is that they don't tend to vocalize it as much. Women are vocal about what they want. And girls learn to talk before boys as a rule and they use language. Um, it's just, we think it has a, something to do a little bit with estrogen versus testosterone. And boys tend to be motor skill developers earlier than girls and there's always exceptions, but they do movement. Um, and so they will move to let you know what they want. Whereas girls will talk to let you know what they want. They chatter. Uh, and they tend to give you stuff first. And it turns out, even with dementia, that males are going to try to do what needs to be done to get what they're missing, whereas females, as a rule, will try to tell you what they need and are expecting somebody to do something about it. So, so hmm. have you seen my mother? Where did that term come from? Why, why do we have a, a, a subheading, yeah. have you seen my mother? Yeah, so if we think back to the very beginning of life, she is the giver of life. I mean, she is the one that also deals with anything. And because you're fairly unable, without her, you'd die. And so truly, moms represent that first home base, that first space of safety, of comfort. Moms are the ones that fix you when you have elimination issues. They're the ones who make sure you get nourishment and hydration. And they're the ones that when you need to go to sleep, you feel safest when they're doing something. And moms develop a pattern of movement, 
and sound that's going to take you to a place. And so recognizing that, but they're also the ones that make you comfortable and mommies kiss away the boo-boos. So when you're hurt, mommies make the hurt go away. So if we think about that, then maybe what I'm really asking for is, will you meet my needs? Will we figure out a way where my needs could be met? And the person that most represents that in the very primitive part of the brain is where's my mother. So if somebody is wandering either at home or in the facilities saying, where's my mother? Have you seen my mother? Mm -hmm. And you're a care partner. Mm -hmm. What would the appropriate response be? She's not here. Yeah. Well, probably not because then I'm going to keep looking and, and my next thing, well, have you seen her? Well, so no, I haven't seen her. Are you going to lie or are you going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Well, if you say, no, you haven't, then, well, I, she was just here. I was just talking to her. Because my brain's lost awareness of time. And so now you're trying to bring a person who doesn't get it to a get it moment. Because you told the truth, you hadn't seen her. But now, well, maybe she went somewhere. Do you know where she went? No, I don't. Well, where where could she be? Well, she's not here. I'm going to she must be outside. I bet she's feeding the chickens. Now remember, if I'm that lost, we're at an age where my mother has been gone quite some time. I am not in the here and now. So when I walk out that door, if I try to get out that door, if I escape you, I actually don't know where I'm at. So I'm at very high risk for something really bad happening to me because I don't have any awareness of here and now. Um, so Greg, tell the other side of it. So I say, have you seen my mother? And, and you make up something. So sort of lie to me. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, she's, she's in the kitchen, Tifa. She's cooking supper, and we'll have supper in just a few minutes. So just go sit down, okay? The kitchen? Well, no, no, no. I'll, I'll go get her in the kitchen. I need to tell her something. Yeah, okay. The kitchen's over that way. Okay. So now the kitchen people are going to be real ticked, um, or else she just put me to a bathroom, and that's not the kitchen. And I'm not stupid. I may have dementia. Uh -huh. So let's talk about so let's go back to why I was asking about my mom. And we don't even know whether it's really about my mom or those are the only words I can find. But as Greg has said, women ask a lot more than men because we do so use the words. The, the anguish that you hear displayed on occasion, yeah. is that a genuine feeling or is yes, that? I can't find her. And I don't, why would she leave me here? I don't know where she went. Please, can you not help me? I just want to find her. I don't know what it, what did I do? Why did she put me here and leave me here? <laughs> now, does that sound real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I can turn it on. But when someone is displaying that level of distress, it truly, they think their mother has deserted them, abandoned them. And heaven forbid they actually ever had that experience of being truly lost or their mother didn't love them, didn't want them. Because not everybody comes from a great background. I mean, we, we love to think, oh, you know, I was loved and cared for as a child. I may not have been. And I may be aching for a relationship I've never had. And I'm not even talking. 
So you want to pay attention to, have you seen my mother? I, I need to talk to her. This is ridiculous. I don't understand why I can't wear what I want to wear. Now that's a different emotion. So when it can think- present it. It can present as rage. It can present as anguish. It can present as um, any, anything. Anything because I'm still feeling a strong emotion, but anger often covers a real sense of loss in, in that one, Valerie, do you remember, did your mom ever tell you what you could or couldn't wear to school? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when she told you you couldn't wear something, what was your reaction? Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Watch me. I think- so, if you were thinking about it a little deep, more deeply, what would you feel like you were missing? What, what, what would be the part that you were grieving that she thought you were what? Uh, that I wasn't making wise decisions. Maybe. Right, so she thought you were less. You were not a competent individual. You're, I mean, you're a stupid little girl if you think, I mean, that whole sense of being judged. So sometimes, you know, grief doesn't always show up as sadness. We can be sound really angry, but we're really grieving the loss of independence, of competence, of a relationship. Why the hell did my, where is my mother? This is ridiculous. I don't... Who, who, who put me here? Did my mother do this? My mother put me here. So again, my emotion sounds really angry, but I'm still grieving. Um, so first we have to uncover the grief. So Greg, what do you think might be an option being a pack person? What do you think you might try if I'm sounding real angry about something? Well, I, I don't want to call your competence into question or make you feel less than. So I, I would probably turn and at this point explore. Tell me about your mother. No, Do I don't I- want to talk about her. I want her here. So Greg was thinking he'd talk with me at first. And sort of first, what we may want to think about is how do I acknowledge her emotion about her mom? And all you can do is do what she shows you. I mean, because if she's hiding the grief, First, we have to uncover and be okay with her anger. Sounds like you're really ticked at her. She's not here and she don't know why she put you here. Wow, that's not good. And just acknowledge it. So let's try it and just see, Greg. So I don't understand. Who, what, where is my mom? This is ridiculous. I need to talk to her. Did she, did she make arrangements for me to be here? So this is about the point that most care partners freeze. Right. <laughs> Wonder why? Wonder why that? So what are you feeling the loss of? Control. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing I'm doing, but it so scares us when it like it's there in front of us and it's like, Ooh, sort of a mirror, but not. And so people want to pull back from it rather than going, wow. So, Oh, you thought your mom put you here. Oh God, no wonder you're mad. Hey. Eh? Well, my brain quickly went to the uh, exploring I'm sorry's because we do use the, the I'm sorry's. And so I was sort of listening to you trying to think of if there was an appropriate response under the I'm sorry's. But in real life situations, you don't get a chance sometimes to stand back and go, hmm, which tool should I use? Yeah, so the most important thing is to simply reflect what you heard to let the person know you got the message. I mean, wow, you're ticked. Ah, even if you just go, whoa, you're mad about that. There's an acknowledgement. And then I can start to let go of the mad because somebody heard me. And so what if I were doing instead true grieving? (laughs) Where is my mother? Have you seen my mother? 
Tifa, you're really upset. Yeah, I can't find her. I don't you know where find she your is. Mother, oh, that's uh, that's too bad, Tifa. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to yeah, her. Yeah, she was right there, and then she, she was wasn't. right there. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know what to do. So you don't know what to do. Well, what? So it, it, we, I, I see where you're going with that, and I, I hope people listening can follow along with that. Yeah. It's it's nothing fancy. It's the, the validation immediately. But all it said was, oh, you're grieving loss. Well, I'm here with you. I'll grieve with you. And what do they say about when you're sad or you have loss or you're grieving? When you share it with somebody, what happens? Well, in theory, I think, Valerie, it would help lower our, our stress level. Absolutely. Just that feeling, giving you a sense of feeling you know, heard, you know, like somebody cares. So what was the thing that moms do that you're doing because my mom's not here? So you're already starting to, as Greg said, explore, problem solve, but you can't do it too fast. You have to make sure that I get that you want to be with me um, and you're okay with me wherever I'm at. I mean, it doesn't scare you off and it doesn't make you so uncomfortable you can't think. So that's the biggest challenge I think with grief and loss is people don't want to be in a sense of grief and loss, but when someone else is, they need somebody. And if they can't find the, the space, the person, the activity, the job, whatever it is, when you're grieving, the most important thing is to have somebody to share that grief. So the, the topic today was, was, have you seen my mother? But right. does this apply to other things? Might I present a, a different uh, scenario to uh, my care partner. Yeah. My, can I can I grieve my dog? Can I grieve my and you could job? even grieve your car. I mean, where's my car? I can't find my car because for you, your car offers comfort. It offers connection. It takes away your pain because when you get in that car and you take off, man, you're the boss of it. Mm -hmm. um, you can go get something. It offers freedom, independence. You could go get something to eat and drink. You could go somewhere and go, you could go take a whiz somewhere where nobody's watching you. Um, you know, you could, you could go and take a rest break away from the women. You could drive up the coastline. Yeah. Now, too, but you have a webinar on that topic coming up, correct? We do. We do. And if my notes are correct, I think it's on April 22nd. So tell us about that a little bit. So you're going to be sort of, it's about this topic about, you know, dealing with sadness and loss, but you're going to dig like deeper into We're it. We're going to be really trying to help people better appreciate it and then start to develop some of those skills. Some of the things Greg was doing, some of the things I have hinted at, but not just for women, also for men. So we're gonna be covering it, not just when people use words, but when they don't have a lot of words to use, mm. but they're still grieving. Well, I'm going to definitely gonna put a link to that into the show notes for everybody who wants to join us. And, um, and if you're interested in it, in it and you can't make April 22nd, if you register, you will get a recording. To the webinar so you can watch it at any point in time whenever you know whenever you you want to, uh, whenever you need it so um all right well thank you so much Tifa, and thank you so much greg glad to have you on board and um well we hope to welcome you back at one of our next episodes thank you guys both and uh, thank thanks for the outreach thank you bye 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 bye